listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Home, but everybody leaving unfulfilled when a thrill of the night is built on something fishy and you feel it in your gills. It ain't real, but you keep on swimming out the pond towards the field where you don't belong and you still ain't healed from the last one that had you in your heels. Big stepping towards destruction. You see? Welcome to a one take podcast, episode 129. Nearly to 130. Guys, we're nearly so, to the end. So many episodes. We're nearly we're nearly done. <laughs> we almost, <laughs> we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost finished. Uh this week we're reviewing Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the follow-up from Ryan Coogler and company to one of the biggest superhero films. Literally of all time, one of the biggest films of all time, the original Black Panther. The original was the ninth highest grossing movie of all time. Like, that's right? insane. That's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> there is a, uh, this is obviously the, the number one movie in the universe. Um, I'm not sure if they have of movies on other planets yet, but uh, on this one, Black Panther <laughs> Like we all thought it was going to do. There was no question in anyone's mind that this was going to come out and not. Can you imagine if this came out and had did this like. This came out and flopped. <laughs> yeah. Black, this came Black out Adam and did like still star numbers. Yeah. Black Adam was like, oh, number one at the box office this week. Black Adam for the fourth week. <laughs> <laughs> this came out. This came out and did like Banshees of Inishira numbers or something. You're like, oh, oh what? God, dude. Like the, the world would have ended. The discourse would have just fucking. Oh, my the, God. This was never going to flop, and this was, in fact, going to always do better than the previous two movies that had been put out uh, before this. This wasn't... I don't know where this stands in relationship to... Um, in relation to Spider-Man, which came out in December. Oh, it's behind. But sure. it has to be behind, because Spider-Man is, like, what, the fifth highest grossing movie of all time at this point? Yeah. It's something crazy like numbers. that, yeah. Not to not to compare and contrast these movies, but it is always interesting to see what happens when when these mega properties come out. And this is no different. Um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Let's get right into it because I feel like we're going to have a long discussion on this. Plus, uh, a little later on in the episode, we will be ranking our uh, re-ranking our top 10 movies of the year. Dex has something to say about Ambulance, which we will not allow. No, I, oh my god, dude! I can't! I can't! That's fucking, real no way! We're not doing this. I am so out on this bit. No way! <laughs> it's not a bit, brother. This is real <laughs> cinema. It's not a it's bit. Absolutely, the 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 best one of the top ten films of 2022 is Ambulance, <clears throat> a movie that ten people saw, but Tej and I were front row. <laughs> Incredible! Um, I just love drone shots. It's your oh, favorite yeah. thing. My favorite not thing. Good enough. Subscribe to so many YouTube channels. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, 7.4 on IMDb. A uh, Actually ranked seventh overall popularity trending right now, which is funny. Um, PG-13, two hours and 41 minutes long. This one kept going. Uh, 67 Metascore. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from the uh, intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. 
written and directed by Ryan Coogler. Also, screenplay credit to Joe Robert Cole. Stars uh, Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyongo re, uh, makes another appearance, uh, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, a queen, Danae Guerra, uh, Tinos Huerta appears as Namor, and Martin Freeman back as that guy from the first one. Yeah, the uh, dude from the thing. Everett Ross. Yeah, he, that guy. Okay. Um, let's see. As far as this goes at the box office, what did it make? $330 million? I can't find it on IMDb. Yeah, that's what did what you I, saw. I saw $330 somewhere. So, yeah, just in, we're recording this on Sunday. So, just in one weekend, it's made, uh, yeah, $330 million worldwide. Big budget. And there's a lot to do with this. I think it was 180. Oh no, that says uh, U.S. and Canada opening 180 million. You'd have to believe that this movie was a hundred million dollar budget. Um, so of course, yeah, no way it wasn't. Like yeah. half of it is underwater. Yeah, absolutely. So it a uh, hundred million dollar budget. They had to do a lot of reworks on this. There's a lot to do with uh, the main woman who um, played the main character in this movie and shutdowns on set and so on and so forth uh yeah, you've all read injured at one point she yeah. like yep. yeah you know you've all read the news bad takes about science <laughs> right it's uh it's been interesting and yeah. also no, <laughs> and also not for nothing they've had to rework this script a couple of times i believe uh yep. within the process of of making this movie like i think they had a probably a sequel to um to the to this already written years ago before they even got the news of the untimely passing of uh sorry why am i blanking chadwick on Boseman. it yeah Chaz, chadwick boseman who that i apologize i should have i'm just blanking it's been a long day but chadwick boseman on the untimely passing of him but um so far All's going well in box office land, which is what you love to see. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 95% audience score. A poignant tribute that satisfyingly moves the franchise forward. Black Panther Wakanda Forever makes an ambitious and emotionally rewarding triumph for the MCU. So pretty good reviews uh, so far. Ryan Coogler seems to know what he's doing with this franchise, seems to know what he's doing as a filmmaker. Ryan um, Coogler, good director. Who knew? Right. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Right. <laughs> um, so it's going well. It, it all things are are back for the MCU is basically what is what everyone's saying, right? Right. Teed, you you disagree? There's, no. Well, no. I I think all is well. Phase four is over. Uh, <laughs> Which is weird. Movie... What a what a sorry. What a weird sort of. I, I think people knew that it was in the end of phase four, but I kind of had to be reminded of that. Me too. Like it just kind of ended. Phase four like, felt never ending. It felt like it was never going to end, but I am a it's been, phase what, like four Three truther. years at this point of phase four? <laughs> I'm a phase four truther. So uh, RIP to phase four, but I'm a phase four truther. Uh, no, the, uh, things are well in the MCU. Uh, this movie's really good. Um, you felt had, like you had to get something off your chest, though. They it's hard for me to discuss the film because I do have some issues with it. However, they had so much to do. This is easily the most difficult Marvel movie that they've ever had to make just because we've never had to mourn 
not just like we've had to mourn the death of Tony Stark in the movie, for example, but we have to mourn the death of Don, Robert Downey Jr. in the movie at the same time. Like mm-hmm. we've got to mourn the death of Chadwick and T'Challa. We have to do everything we need to do to service our upcoming uh, Disney Plus TV shows. We've got to introduce Namor and give give uh, Talu Khan the amount of space to to thrive because he is a fucking awesome character and that whole mm-hmm. part of the story is amazing. And most importantly, and maybe the hardest job, is we've got to find a way to make another Black Panther movie without Chadwick Boseman and, for the most part, without a Black Panther, which is not... In, and I'm not going to do spoilers yet until we uh, lift the curtain, but basically that's what they were tasked with. And so they had a lot, a lot to do. And that is prevalent throughout the film. And, and overall, I think that Cooler did as good a job as anybody could have done. I thought he did, I thought he was phenomenal. He's always phenomenal. I thought some of the stuff Angela Bassett is doing is completely mind-blowing. Uh, it's clear that Letitia Wright, for all her gifts, is not the most skilled um, uh, dramatic actor yet. And she's got a lot of dramatic work to do because her character is in mourning about the passing of her brother. So she's got a lot of dramatic work to do. And it clearly in the beginning of the film, that dramatic work is really offloaded to Angela Bassett, who could do drama in her sleep. Angela Bassett has been doing peak drama, real drama for shit's decades in Hollywood. It's easy. <laughs> and she's crushing it and she's bodying it. Right. And so I just feel like I rewatched Black Panther one the other day, right before I went to go see this movie. And the, what makes Chadwick, you know, a lot of people said like Chadwick's role was like, he, his role in the movie is understated. It's really an ensemble cast. What Chadwick does well in the movie is he could sit in all the versions of the movie. He could sit and do quippy banter with Letitia Wright's character and make jokes. He could also have a very, very deep and harrowing conversation with his father in the ancestral plane. He could also be in a very dope fight scene with Michael B. Jordan. He could also sit with Michael B. Jordan as Michael B. Jordan is dying and talk to him about jumping off of slave ships. Chadwick, Chadwick could do all those things. And so they really had a star at the center of the movie, but not just any star. You can't just dump like anybody into the movie where you've got to be in three or four different movies, right? Not everybody can do that. Letitia Wright in this film is supposed to be in three or four different movies, but she can't for two reasons. One, it, because her character is mourning, the scenes where she's supposed to be quippy with Riri Williams feel weird because mm-hmm. her character is consumed by grief and anger at this time in her life. I also forget to mention Riri Williams as, uh, I mean, spoiler, like it's in the trailer, Ironheart. I forgot to, <laughs> it's, in the trailer. it's, it's yeah. literally in the trailers, just as the other spoiler is in the trailers, but Riri Williams also in here as well. You're asking Letitia to be in the Riri Williams movie and to be in the Angela Bassett drama and to assume so much more weight that she was... And it's nobody's fault. It's because of the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. There's a Chadwick Boseman-sized hole in the middle of this movie, and you can see them moving around the parts to try to fill the hole. And they did an amicable job of that. However, at times, it felt like that hole was too big to be filled. I don't think that Letitia, for all her gifts, and I think that she does as good of a job as we could have expected her to do, can be in the Namor movie and in the Riri movie and in the Angela Bassett movie. That's why in the beginning of this movie, the scenes with uh, Huerta, who plays Namor, phenomenal job, by the way. That guy is just crushing it. Thanos Huerta, he hadn't been in a lot of noticeable things except for Narcos, Narcos, Mexico. 
and he is asked to do a lot. Oh my movie. god! And he 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 has so much of a burden, but he is just hitting it out of the park. And the scenes with Angela Bassett and uh, Huerta are some of the best MCU scenes that you are going to see with them going bar for bar and having the emotional weight to deal with each other. However, at a certain point in the movie, Letitia takes that role on, and I don't think Letitia is very good or at least very well suited to be in the Namor movie. And so there are parts of this movie that feels disjointed. And on top of that, we're also setting up our Ironheart show and Rebo Williams is fine, but it feels like it's like, why are we doing this here? Mm-hmm. We've also got a whole funeral sequence, which is very, very well done. But we've got to make time the for that. Is dope. We've got to make time for all this stuff. And we also have to make time for our Thunderbolts uh, tr- extended trailer, which is just like, okay, like this is, you just feel like you're in a different movie. Every time that Elaine's on, I shouldn't call her Elaine. Every time that Julian <laughs> is, on, is on the screen, Veep. it's like, okay, we're in a different movie. And it's fine. And it's not that the Riri Williams movie is bad. And it's not like the uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus movie is bad. But it's oh, just no, it different. Is. It is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it bad. It's just different, and it takes you out of these moments that are really important. In so bad. It's it's so shoehorned in there, and so I just felt like the movie had a lot to do. I have my quips about how they chose to do it at times, but the Namor stuff phenomenal. Angela Bassett phenomenal. Mbaku stole the show in this movie. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal performance. The action scenes, they're just okay. I, I really like the scene on the bridge with uh with the Dormelage with uh what's her face? Uh the head of the Dormelage is there with that fight scene. I really like that fight scene. When when the uh Teleconians invade Wakanda, incredible content. I was I couldn't stop looking at the movie screen. But other than that, I feel like the fight scenes are just okay. Um I, I think the cast is doing an amazing job and Letitia Rice doing the best that she can. And she's shining in certain moments. And overall, I would, I, 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 after having further conversations about the movie, I just think that because of the degree of difficulty of the movie, I can't like I wasn't going to shit on it by any means. I had a good time in the movie theater, but I was thinking it was in the B B plus range. However, after thinking about how difficult of a task they had, which is which was largely impossible at certain times, I'm gonna give this movie an A minus. Really enjoyable, and it's time that we put some respect on Phase Four because Phase Four gave us some fucking bangers. And I like Phase Four, and some of the shows were, you know, the shows were diminishing returns on some of the shows, but we got some yeah. good shows. Moon Knight was a stinker. But, Moon Knight was know. an absolute dud, and we all wish that we hadn't watched that. Um, the the <laughs> Chloe Chloe Zhao movie was an absolute mid fest, and I wish that we didn't have to be subjected to that. But other than that, I don't under I don't like the dialogue about Phase Four. I had a yeah, I think folks are tripping about more. Phase Four. I'm with you on that one. People are like, oh. I don't know what's happening. This doesn't make any sense. I'm like, bro, like watch the watch the superhero movies. We're having a bro, good time. Like, bro, they gave us Green Goblin in Phase Four, Gore the God Butcher in Phase Four, and Namor, and all three of those dudes dropped 97 points a game. Like, what do y'all want three, from these people? That's three what, like top five or six like MCU villains. What more do y'all right want? There. <laughs> Fuck it. Anyway, they it, didn't give me. Marvel's they didn't give me Horse Thor. Where's, <laughs> where is Deadpool? Why isn't he here yet? Where are the X Men? Fantastic Four was supposed to be here by now. <laughs> I went A minus, and I, I if I could uh, suggest something, I think that Royden should go next, and then Dex should go last. All right, bet. Um. Yeah. So I. I have cut. I said that it was the best Marvel project in a long time, meaning also including the TV shows. 
And I would go, and that was right in the glow of having cried in the theater. Um, so, you know, Chadwick Boseman meant a lot to a lot of people, but I think just as a, a just singular talent, um, he was older than, you know, you, you thought he was, but he still had a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of life left to live that, that seemingly was just taken from us. And when anytime a singular talent dies, it is strange it does leave a void not only in these movies which we've become so connected to but uh but in the artistic space and it just is like i'm not saying he he is this guy but it is it was like watching our generation's denzel pass all of a sudden i guess to me and there's a lot of similarities there between parallels there between Denzel helping pay for his college and in those stories of which he's Mm -hmm. told, which he told several times over, but um, he played so many important characters. And so watching them memorialize him in real time in the movie was an, was a a surreal experience. It It was was really like, it was really something that I don't know if that I've seen in modern cinema facts you, uh, you don't, I don't never you either memorialize a character or you memorialize a person but you don't do both and that, yeah. I, I don't think i've ever seen that before ever it was yeah. mind-blowing and so watching that in real time just i got choked up man the first five minutes of the film i was like it feels like these people are working out their trauma in facts. real time facts. and it and it is and it is hard to kind of watch at times but then, Tej, like you said, and so I came out of it, especially the first five minutes and the last five minutes when they have basically a memorial to him in the movie. Um, that I came out, I was like, "Whoa, brother, that that weighed heavy," and I think that's mm-hmm. like one of the best. And I do, I I kind of think that it is one of the better projects since people have come down on Spider-Man No Way Home for a litany of reasons, but I think it is one of it. Mostly it is, because they hate fun. People hate fun. Yeah, That's why they, 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 hate, they, they hate fun and fun. having a good time. They hate they hate yeah. That. So people hate the super hate, watch the Super Bowl every year. So, you know, like whatever, <laughs> but, um, but it, I, I rank it up there with Spider-Man No Way Home, um, which I called one of the best movies of the last year, but I, it, it's different. It is different. Um, but since then, I've come down on it a little bit. Now, I still think it's the second best or tied for the first best movie of Phase 4, probably. But, um, and it's far ahead of any TV show that they probably put out. But uh, I came away in the glow of it thinking, oh, that was great. And now I've kind of come down on it a little bit for most of the reasons that you have said. And it is basically like, there's 18 movies in this movie, guys. There, a lot going there's on. so many movies going on, and it's not like I hated a singular one of them. I don't know. Maybe the thun- maybe the Thunderbolt storyline is like that's let's let's shoehorn these people in here a little bit. And I didn't really actively like the Ironheart storyline that much because it it felt like old school Marvel, where it was like, let's go on an adventure," and you're just like. <laughs> and i was kind of like okay you know let's kind of let's bring let's bring in this new character yip de do and you're just kind of like all right 
but around that is some of the best acting that I've seen in Marvel movies, specifically from Angela Bassett. Oh my God. Angela Bassett. It feels like she lost a son. It feels like she lost it. She's, she's like doing, she's been doing this for 40 years in Hollywood. She's been nominated for an Oscar and man, this feels like a moment for her on top of everything else. If you go into this with nothing else, I hope that you come out of it realizing how much of a talent that Angela Bassett has is and has been for a long time. Um, it felt like the it felt like she. I I agree with you. I I felt like the cast was working through the shit in real time, and mm-hmm. it felt like the person who they nominated as a cast to perfectly encapsulate and express how they felt about the passing of this man on screen was Angela Bassett, and she fucking knocks it out of the park. It is yeah. mind blowing the work that she's doing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. There there are some times where it's like okay we we're we're really going for it here. And if you're uncomfortable with that, like, uh, sorry, but um, uh, and they do that a couple of times. Like it basically this movie is like, how do we deal with our trauma? How do we yep. deal with loss? That's the entire theme of the movie. And it has kind of been the theme of phase four, to be completely honest, which is interesting. Um, interesting. But I mean, kind of as it should be after, you know, after, after the past. Yeah. And put yeah. the whole fucking MCU in trauma bonding mode. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like, fucking greatest. This is not half the universe out of existence <laughs> for five years. Like, yeah, let's all stop and think about that for a little bit. Let's let's unpack our feelings a little bit here. What does that God mean? To you? Let's unpack it. What does that mean to you? <laughs> what does it mean to you that you got turned into dust? Can we unpack that a little bit? Let's go a little bit deeper there. He packed Boy, up everyone half the you universe, ever loved bro. has died in front of your face. How do you feel right now? We're going to do were, it again real quick. Yeah. But before before we do that, I just want to know how you feel right now. <laughs> um, your wife is remarried and has five new kids. How do you feel about that? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I've come down on it a little bit. I, I even came down on it. I was at an A- minus when I came out of the theater. I'm sitting at a B plus right now, I think. Um because as a superhero movie, it does feel a little strange at points. It really tries to shoehorn that these two nations should be fighting against each other and that these two superpowers should be fighting against each other. When in reality, it's like, let me just talk about this a little bit. Maybe we'll figure this out. <laughs> Literally, maybe like a th- like one more ten minute conversation, and we're probably good. We're probably fine. Yeah. And I love the interactions between Tano Schwarta and and Letitia Wright. Um, they they, of course, I felt like you said I felt like Huerta like carries a lot of that. Um, because I've heard on a separate podcast, they needed a Chadwick size presence to to fill a little bit of of the gap. Absolutely. And they kind of also chose him to be that avatar a little bit. Um, but He barely speaks English, by the way. The guy who they put in the middle of this movie to be that amazing was insecure about how he spoke English the whole time, and he was phenomenal. He, yeah. Don't be insecure about yourself, people. That man had a genius <laughs> performance, and every day he probably woke up stressed as hell about doing the performance, and he fucking crushed it. Yeah, uh, and he's fantastic looking. He's a really awesome looking. Mm-hmm. He's 
really hot guy and uh everyone in this movie I, I, a a plus for how everyone looked in this movie by the way just gonna oh throw Lord. that one out there there's a third section of the podcast so i'm not gonna put it here but there's it's coming it's coming there's, there's uh, run back coming. another oscar for the costume designer like yeah like run that yeah. did she get nominated the first time she won she, oh, she won. won yeah oh jesus yeah. okay um so yeah just in as a superhero movie like the fight scenes Mm, you know yeah like, i agree uh I, I i i i hate to be that guy but i was just kind of sitting there going like i'm not super wowed by these like i i was by a lot of spider-man or even even to the extent of uh some of the scenes in in uh i was gonna say black widow but uh dr strange but i uh yeah, so really, I'm talking in circles, but I think it it was a a a mega balancing act by 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 anyone else would have failed, and Ryan Coogler somehow made not only a serviceable movie, but at times a, a brilliant movie, and uh, and it's gonna make it's gonna make a billion dollars and possibly be nominated for Oscars. So that guy is a genius, and I hope. I, I would like for him to stay in the MCU, but he needs to go do other projects that I, I would love to see um, outside of outside of these blockbusters. The dialogue that he's writing, that him and his partner, uh, I think his last name is Cole, the dialogue and the way that they're writing, uh, I'm going to steal this point from Mo. The stuff that Angela Bassett is doing at the UN, she gets that across in maybe four sentences, but it doesn't feel like it's four sentences. Because it's so weighty, and she obviously delivers it perfectly because she's a fucking genius. But like, it's so weighty, and the words are so weighty. But like, to be able to get that across in just a couple bars, that's just succinct writing in the writers' room, and it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. Also, I will add, it feels like at points that they had a, and I said this earlier, they had a script, and then they like the Shuri goes and finds Ironheart stuff was already in the script. Yep. And now we had to re reposition, which. And you can re- feel where those yeah. are in the movie. You can feel, Oh shit. This is what, this is something we had to rewrite because the transition yeah. is weird. You, you can feel it. Yeah. So good for them for like being able to repurpose this and make it not only fit into all these hoops that I'm sure Kevin Feige was like, look, I'm sorry, but we got to like make this, fit in here somehow but it, it works and it does feel clunky at points but i still think it works mainly so i give it a b plus i i may i i will only go up on this movie i can't go down any further than that also i want lupita nyong'o to step on my throat thank you very much oh my lord thank you for saying that lupita i love you that is the most beautiful woman in the oh my god man when she appears on screen I, I had to like stop myself from sitting next to my wife. I think my mouth dropped open. I was like, like I might as well have like wolf whistled. You know, oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I was just like, Jesus, man. Anyway, that's an extremely beautiful woman. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, I wrote a review this morning on ApolloIsue.com. Go check that out. But yeah, I kind of basically said a lot of what Teach said earlier. Uh, I started out by talking about like the insane degree of difficulty for this movie. We have never seen a, a 
solo Marvel movie at least have like this much shit that they had to do. Like you're following up a best picture nominated, like top ten all time highest grossing movie mm-hmm. of all time. I forget and, it was nominated for best picture. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The original was nominated for best picture. Like you're coming off of that, but you know you lost the star of the movie tragically to cancer that you know maybe some of them knew that he had cancer maybe some of them didn't i don't remember what the situation was martin freeman said no one had any idea kugler Holy didn't know shit. kugler yeah. said he would notice that he would struggle during some of the fight scenes or it would take him a long time in the heating tent to like get back but it was little stuff that he was noting and he was like you know you realize like okay the guy's dealing with some stuff but obviously he had no idea he was dealing with cancer and looking back he's like this man was making the while we're making this movie he's literally dying like he was in the process of dying and he still gave us that performance it is insane bro it doesn't make any sense yeah there's an interview martin freeman had where he basically said like he basically was astounded by his work ethic but he said no one had any idea that's yeah so they're dealing with that and they have to try and make this movie kind of make sense with the rest of the mcu to an extent obviously there's not a whole lot of crossover like with a bunch of the other MCU projects that exist, like you know, like in Falcon's not showing up in this shit, like out of nowhere. But, oh, uh, can you imagine? Oh Jesus! <laughs> I would have walked yeah. out of the movie theater if that swaggerless hero walked into the movie. I'd be <laughs> mad as hell, bro. <laughs> On your last plane, <laughs> this pulls up in fucking uh, the funeral for the child. Anybody got a job in Wakanda? <laughs> <laughs> that broke ass superhero don't belong in Wakanda, bro. <laughs> bro. But yeah, so they had a lot to do. Uh, like Teach mentioned, and I was really impressed by just how well they did it all. Because, like we've been saying, and like it's obvious, Chadwick Boseman like was instantly iconic in that role, and have like that's a huge hole to have to fill. And honestly, I thought Letitia Wright did a great job. I felt like they they did a really good job of kind of putting her in spots and giving her a character journey that makes it feel like earned. Uh, you know, like what ends up happening in the movie and stuff like that. It feels legit. You know, every character feels like they, it makes sense for them to end up where they did uh, by the end of the movie. She's like a rookie quarterback with a really seasoned head coach. She's like Mac Jones to to Bill Belichick at points. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, she. Uh, I'm not saying she's a system player, but I'm saying they put her in they put her in places to succeed. I think yeah. that's a perfect way of describing it because it's not like she went out there and, uh, you know, was like rookie, rookie sensation, but she went out there and she had to quarterback the team to victory and the team didn't score 50 points, but they scored 28 points and played good defense. Yeah. So went out like, there and yeah. got it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run the ball, play good defense and, yes. you know, make the Don't throws throw no when you need to make them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get and to the she, playoff game. This isn't this isn't the Super Bowl, but they made the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And she I'm made sorry. she made the big throws when they needed them. You know what I'm saying? It was third and seven. She had to throw an eight yard out. She hit it. Like <laughs> she, I felt like she did a really really good job. Like given the circumstances, and I think it's like we talked about. I've never seen a movie where the grief of the characters on screen and the grief of like the real life actors feels so connected, like step for step. Like every every single conversation that they have about T'Challa being gone, you're like, this feels like just a conversation between like Lupita Nyong'o and Letitia Wright and Angela Bassett about yep. Chadwick Boseman being gone. You know, at parts 
it partially doesn't feel like you're watching a movie. It feels like you're literally just like sitting in on a conversation of these people grieving, which I thought was like just really affecting and really, really dope to see. Uh, I, I ended up giving it an A minus for some of the reasons that y'all mentioned. My biggest reason for taking points off was that I felt like it didn't really build properly. Like there were parts of it like that were exposition dumps at the beginning. And then you would think they were, we're doing just rising action now, but they'd like force in another exposition dump right there. So it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're not done setting up the story up. And then by the time you hit the climax, it doesn't feel like the movie is about to end, or at least it didn't to me. Like we got to the the final battle and I was like, oh, oh, it's going to, it's going to end there. Like that's, we're done now. <laughs> like, that's how that's going to, okay. That's how that's going to wrap up. Okay, cool. You know, it just didn't have that proper, like, it's supposed to be kind of like a mountain type thing. Like you, you go up slowly and like hit the climax and then like fall down a little bit, whatever. It felt kind of stilted. So that's where I knock off points for it. But in that, I really enjoyed it. I thought the uh, the Riri Williams character, I liked her. I felt like it was a good change of pace to have in there because you can't have an MCU movie where it's literally just like we're all sad the whole time. You know? <laughs> sure you like, can. Fuck it. Do it. Like, just once. Just I want to see that movie. Nah. I literally want that movie. I, I don't. Give us Batman <laughs> okay. for the MCU. We want to see Robert Pattinson Batman. I want only the Bale version of the Gore the God Butcher film where everything bad happens to him in his entire life and he just ruined everybody <laughs> else's life. End of this movie. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I enjoy like being able to sit with grief for a little bit. And I thought they did a good job of letting it breathe longer than they normally do. Like In a lot of MCU movies, it feels like the jokes come just instantly all the time, constantly. But in this one, it was like, you know, you'd go a good little stretch with no jokes, which made it kind of a weird theater experience because a lot of like my theater, they didn't realize a joke was being told and they just kind of sit there silently and I'd be like the only one chuckling like <laughs> in the back of the theater. Ha! So what, <laughs> so what you're saying is you laughed in the middle of the funeral scene. That's what you're telling us right here on this podcast. No, that's what no, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that funeral scene is fucking incredible, by the way, like at the beginning of the movie. Like they show that like slow mo shot of the dudes like banging the drums and jumping around and stuff like in the trailers, but watching it in the theater, I was like, "Oh, it's actually in slow motion. That wasn't just for the trailer. Like this is an incredible <laughs> shot. Holy shit!" We've, we've been interrupting your uh, review, and but I I yeah, do have to thirty five percent of the podcast. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> I I do have to say, I was so worried going in. Like, how are they going to do this? Yeah, I'm not. I I was going to have a panic attack. Because why were you worried? Look, I know that they probably weren't going in my heart of hearts. I knew that they weren't going to do this. But in the back of my mind, I thought, is there a universe where they superimpose a Chadwick? Oh, like it open casket funeral. Well, well, there's no way you thought that was going to happen. I because they have gone back and made people like CGI young people in the, in the, in rogue one, they brought up back a dead guy that's been dead for like 30 years. That's true. They did. Yeah. They, <laughs> they also like that. threw together a bunch of Carrie Fisher scenes. For- yes. Yeah. Look, like, nasty shit, I, bro. Nasty. after watching these past star Wars films, I was like, okay, don't do I it. Disney. I, don't yeah, do I it. I hope they have a little Please wherewithal because everybody was like, this is bad and wrong. I know you got like the state's permission to do this, but like, 
ugh, yuck. And yeah, they they they, they handled it with care and tact. There's no way Cougar really would have done anything it. otherwise. No, I know. That I would know. be Cougar bullying Feige. Like, Feige, you can't do that to a black man. We're not doing that. Yeah, we're That's not going to let that shit happen. We're not, we're not doing I'm going to go leak that shit to the press right now. Yeah, right we're now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we're going to leak it my right damn now. self. That was that was why Ryan Coogler got uh, arrested by the cops at that bank. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to tell them that Kevin Feige is about to fuck this movie up. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of hoping there would be a joke in some, maybe it'll happen in a future Coogler movie where he just makes a joke about somebody trying to rob a bank because that that whole thing was so funny online the whole discourse of that was just hilarious it was everything. i forgot that day was it great, that day was right great. <laughs> the, when those pictures like, came out why are really you wearing a hoodie and sunglasses at a, <laughs> a, at a wells fargo handing people uh, notes and shit <laughs> the whole thing was just so surreal like and we know that he meant no ill will but if you're wearing the costume of a bank robber and handing people notes <laughs> they're going to think you're robbing the bank brother i'm sorry <laughs> Nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, that's director Ryan Coogler." I've seen normal people before. don't hand notes at the bank, bro. That's just not a thing that happens. It only happens in movies and bank robberies. That's it. <laughs> that's literally it. What are you doing, Ryan? I'm sorry. My favorite, my favorite thing is is that then led to the discourse of I'm a bank teller, and then and it's like, God. <laughs> <laughs> What a wild fucking time, bro. I had completely forgotten about that until you brought it up right now. <laughs> Holy shit. But anyway, yeah, they man. handled they, the funeral scene with tact and care. Pretty much everything to do with like Chadwick Boseman slash T'Challa's legacy, they handled with care. And, you know, I I really Apollo appreciate group that. chat, wherewithal. Wherewithal. They had it. Um, Namor was dope. I really liked I really liked him, especially the second time I saw this movie. I saw it twice. The first time I was like, I was high off my ass. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I missed <laughs> I missed some things. <laughs> I, I missed some things the first time. I was high what off. What did of you my miss ass. the first time? Like most of like what he was saying, to be honest. I was like just kind of looking at everything and kind of like taking it all in visually. Oh, you were, really yeah, they had you, to, you were in hell. Yeah, what was being said. <laughs> You're Especially remembering like, to breathe. Yeah. Like, I was noticing just, like, everything about my seat. Like, because it was one of those seats that, like, <laughs> it, like, rocks a little bit. It doesn't, like, recline. Like, you know, and you can just set it there. It's, like, one of those that, like, rocks constantly. So I was, like, just noticing everything about my seat. Anyway, um, watching it the second time, I really noticed that Namor was dope. His motives were, like, fun and interesting. And, like, the conflict between... Talcon and Wakanda. It makes a lot of sense to me. Like I, I see what y'all are saying that it was like, you know, y'all could have just talked it out or whatever. But I, I understood why like <laughs> shit was happening. I'm like, it's war time, baby. Like we ain't talking shit out. Like, <laughs> you, you ran up in Wakanda, bro. Like we can't, we can't have that. We can't <laughs> zero tolerance policy around. He literally here, just bro. pulled no, up on Wakanda like it was easy, and they're like, wait, we didn't know anybody could get in here, and you just casually strolled up looking good. Like, how you get in here, bro? Hey, you got my premium, bro? Like, nah, fam. Like, we... <laughs> it's, time, it's, it's beef now. Like, we, we ain't talking shit out. But, yeah, I fucked with all of that. Uh, the only place that they points off is, like, the final fight. I thought all the other fight teams were dope. The final fight was a little lackluster. Could have been a lot better. And then, like I mentioned, just kind of like the stilted storytelling, like not really rising and falling properly. Those are the only things that I'll take off for. But 
otherwise everything was dope i really thought they did a great job honoring both t'challa the character on screen and chadwick boseman the real man off screen like i thought like we said i've never seen that in a movie before where they do both they'll usually like honor a character or whatever and then just be like rest in peace chadwick boseman at the end but like this entire movie they were like nah chadwick boseman that was our fucking guy like he was incredible it played as a character it played as a character in the movie his passing which is a weird thing to say but it is true it played as a yeah. theme in the yeah. movie. You could feel it, like every yeah. every scene, you know. And being able to being able to go from a point where you have a script that's about whatever the hell the movie was about, which is probably not grief, right? This movie was about something else, and every scene written in the movie was was giving giving service to a certain theme or whatever that theme was. And they were able to really change the theme on the fly and enrich that new theme into literally every scene of a movie where the, some of those scenes were written before he passed. Like it's, it's an, it's a truly impressive work of art to be able to work that thing in because I felt like the toddler was in every scene. I felt like the weight of his passing was present in every scene, even the funny stuff with Riri, like it's just there. And to be able to pull that off is, is a superhuman feat to be able to do that in the writer's room. I was really impressed by how they were able to do that. I will say, you know, you, you, you gotta have jokes in a Marvel movie, but I will say sometimes though, with, not not all the jokes to me landed i mean as is comedy but like i uh it, it did feel because of that when we would go to those very uh, uh, haha scenes i was like ooh we just shifted tones completely like there there's a couple of times where i was like okay which which movie are we doing here um and that's that's just to be expected when you have something as serious as what happened. But uh, yeah, there was a couple of times and that's kind of where I took points off as well, where I was like, all right, there's a mega shift in what, in what we're doing here. And now the, uh, and now the leader of the Dormilaji is talking about like Fenty beauty and stuff like that. And we're just like, <laughs> like, I thought that okay. was hilarious. I it was funny. Both times. <laughs> it was funny. But I'm mind just saying the, shit, the shift is like, it's like whiplash a couple of times to me. I, th- I really think that when what they gave Winston Duke to do is so cool because he already had such an iconic character from the first movie that people really resonated with. Oh, we haven't even talked about Winston Duke, yeah. And and now all of a sudden he's in Baku, but he also is like Sage Council as well, and he can give you both of those things. Like he's not just uh, he's just not uh, comic relief anymore, and he's not obviously the foil to Chadwick that he was for ten minutes. A very compelling 10 minutes of the first movie, by the way, is M'Baku just being the bad guy for that scene. And then all of a sudden you realize that he had a, a, you know, a different role. He's going to be the comic relief. He was going to be a strong warrior. In this movie, he's also kind of the advisor of Letitia in, in a certain way. And I thought he did that stuff well. He's, all of the, his comedy stuff was hilarious. And when he tells them, he goes from the fish guy. Let's just kill the fish. Like kill the fish guy. Who cares? I'll kill this fish man. I say we kill the fish man. Yeah, which like... is hilarious. And when he talks about it again, he's saying <laughs> they call this man Kukukan or whatever he was saying. He is not a president. He is not a king. He is a god to them. You have to think about our strategy different. This is not just some normal dude. This is not the Barack Obama of the Atlantic. This dude is a god. And y'all can't just if we kill him, what are we going to do after that? They're gonna rock the bomb of the Atlantic. Yeah, like this dude is a this like y'all don't understand. This is like this guy. If he if we were able to kill him, I don't know how we would do that yet, but if we were able to kill this man, 
the, the people below are not going to stop until we are all gone and they have more people down there than we have blades of grass. We are fucked. Like y'all have to reconsider this. Like yo, we are fucked if y'all kill this man. And that's just he was the smartest person in that room. And so to give him more of an expanded role, I just thought he crushed it. And I think he's just a really talented actor. And I thought he did a great job. It feels like it feels like Ryan Coogler in real time pivoting and being like, wait, this guy's actually a star now. Yes. It, I, okay, that could that could be it. Like, I have to expand his role because this actor is becoming a sort of a thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was on the brink of stardom, and maybe the the role in Black Panther helped him. But like Winston Duke's like a like an actual like almost movie star now, if not a marketable actor at the very least. I mean, he's not he he's not Daniel Kaluuya, who is not noticeably absent from this film. But it was interesting because they mentioned him in this movie in passing. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, he's he's not Daniel Kaluuya uh, level of stardom, but it does feel like a it does feel like a a pivot by Ryan Coogler to be like, yeah, your role is way bigger. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, so, everybody's role had to be bigger. That's just how it goes. That, yeah, that's just, that's just, that's just there, there was a lot more shots to get up. So you yeah, know, everybody's role was bigger. Like, we got way more Okoye. We got way more Nakia. Like everybody like, had a bigger role. And, you know, what's yeah. the Duke thrives in it? Yeah. And he's great. I love seeing him. I, I, I loved him in us. I, I just, I love seeing him in things. Um, it is, it is interesting that everyone since Black Panther basically in that movie has gone on to like, be a bigger star yeah that's it's, awesome it's, it's super weird it, it's super weird in that way but everybody really did grow up but I, I i agree with something you said earlier which is we might be in an angela bassett moment right now i don't know what i think so I... Pipeline, but i think people are really 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 going to give her a lot of flowers around this time um i've heard some talk that maybe people think she might be nominated for an oscar i don't know if i am willing to say that yet i wouldn't be surprised if it happened but I don't know if I would bet on it yet, but I feel like she's really about to get her moment. And Angela Bassett played Tina fucking Turner and made a black classic. Black people love that film, even though it's one of the hardest films to watch. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's incredible. It. Yes. It, one of the greatest films ever. Not she an easy film nominated to watch. for an Oscar for that too. It's her only yep. Oscar nomination. Yeah. Uh, she went crazy. She went absolutely. So, so her chops have always been there, but it's always cool when actors or actresses later in their lives, do something dope and all of a sudden people be like let's give them their love we got a similar moment with the green goblin performance and being like hey this guy is actually incredible and the stuff that he's doing even in his old age should be we should have a moment for his career and it helped him that he had other movies coming out he's in a movie with bradley cooper right after that so like it was good Michelle to have that Yo moment just that had this happen like that's true yeah she is she it. is now 64 years old she's been nominated for one oscar how does she look and like that at 64 she's years? Fantastic old. looking, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And and but she's it's crazy because she she's been steady working. Like she's been on like a hundred episodes of that that shitty 911 show or whatever, uh on Fox. And she's just been steady working. Getting just, checks. Yeah, getting checks. I mean, but she's like been present in the Marvel universe, but it... I, it does feel like this is a moment where if it's not nominated for like any below the line awards or anything that it's going to be such a big oh, movie. Movie. yeah, like costume or something like, but like if it's not nominated. Probably. Yeah. Nominated for those things that 
I think if you had to pick a superhero movie that was going to be nominated for anything this year, it's this. Obviously. Wait, it was the, uh, yes, I would I would agree with that. Do this y'all year. think because I, I think that this presents like we're unfortunately because IP is so popular right now, we're going to have characters from IP, those actors and actresses uh, tragically died. Like it's going to happen again. And so I thought they set the bar at such a level of how you deal with that. This, this is truly something we've never seen before, not just in a comic book movie, but in any movie, because if all movies are disjointed and they don't relate to each other, you're never going to have a movie where we're, where we're doing the Brad Pitt funeral scene at the same time we're doing the character of the Brad Pitt, because Brad Pitt, right. he, he plays a different person in every movie. So it's just, it's just a super weird thing that we were able to see. And I thought I think the bar is set really high for if unfortunately we have to deal with that again. How do you can do both? You could literally memorialize the person and the character, and you can handle it tactfully and gracefully, and you can still make your movie. Unfortunately, what's going to happen is that like one of these people are going to die in real time, and and this is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, getting into spoilers territory. So if you're yeah, if spoilers you're, spoilers territory, forty eight minutes in. Um, if you haven't seen Black Panther, you're like the only one in America. So uh, go see it. It's a, it's really worth your time. I promise you'll have a good time in the theater. Um, this is what I wanted to get into. So unfortunately, what's going to happen, it's going to happen again. By the time we're old men or or unfortunately, probably, but it, it, soon. I, it just will happen. The nature of the business is that is that one of these main characters will die. And what they did here is they chose not to recast. Instead, they chose to redistribute, redistribute, which is something that they've done in the comics. It's not like they took a huge leap in, in the comic lore in making Letitia Wright Shuri, the, uh, the, the, the new black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther is um, a mantle. That's like an easy, yeah, place to make yeah like, so you know they could do the and, same thing with a batman or you know and quite literally like most that. of yeah. these most of these superheroes are a mantle outside of dr strange but then you even get into uh multiverses and things like that and anyone mm -hmm. can come in now and be these characters um like spider-man's not necessarily a mantle but it it has been through several iterations of who Spider-Man is from different universes or mm -hmm. people that have gotten bitten by spiders. And there's been multiple Spider-Man at times. So, and so, so, uh, spider Gwen, shout out. Right. Uh, so what they chose to do here is to move on from Chadwick Boseman's character. I think it was the right decision. I will go on a limb and say that. And I think that's the majority decision that i think that's the majority opinion on this podcast um honestly i think some, that was the only option I the only option me too <laughs> but someone's but, gonna go the other way at some point i was going to say what is yeah. what is the move if i, I did pick a character what is the move if spider-man dies you know what i mean you have to recast spider right like what is They're going the, to recast spider-man yeah like and what I, is the move and i don't know how we're going to react in real time this just happened to work well, and remember, guys, the way this movie ends, I'm glad we're in spoiler territory, there is a new T'Challa. They did recast T'Challa. We are just going to see that kid aged up at some point. Yeah, I, I don't, I I don't think the plan that. is to have Letitia stay as the Black Panther. I think there's going to be some point we get that kid is going to become whoever the new Black Panther is. But you give it a little bit of the time. You let it cool off. 
Black Panther doesn't necessarily have to appear in anything for the next, you know, couple years. Ten years, like, and, yeah. And so, and so, you know, you could be at some point when you feel like it's time, either you want to make a back Black Panther 3 or you want to bring Black Panther back in one of the other films, then you could recast at that time and now enough time has passed where people won't be upset with you. And I think that's where we're going. I think that's where we'll end up. You think they threw that in there because they were like, Letitia, you're being acting reckless for a long time. So. <laughs> I hope you would hope it doesn't. But like that was a, I remember during that time, I was like, whoa, she's about to fumble the bag. Like what's going on over there? Uh, get it together, Kyrie. Uh, you know, wasn't, <laughs> I got scared for a minute. Hopefully it's not because of something like that. No, uh, I think you're absolutely right is why they did that. <laughs> But I don't. I don't think. think honestly, about. I don't think that's it at all. Honestly, I feel like they just wanted to like kind of give, you know, a nod, like you know, the legacy continues, like kind of thing. And you know, they don't want to have to explain, like, you know, Letitia Wright probably not going to have a son in like the Black Panther universe. Like, you know, not to like judge anybody like but off of looks, but I, d- I don't think she would end up having an heir like, to, like in uh, this continuity. So, you know, the throne will continue past her. You know, I think that's why they did I that. really I really do kind of tend to agree with Tiege, though, that they were just like in in five years, who is the next up and coming black actor? Yes, we could just who cast can we throw in here? Like, Who can we throw in here? So the kid like, will be 11. But like, and, and remember, they, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. <laughs> oh, you could. They're gonna find a way to age him up. They'll they'll send him over to the multiverse somewhere, and he'll all of a sudden come back, and he'll be aged up. Like you can age him up pretty quickly. But they're they'll they just jump ahead. They'll be like, no, like, it's 2045. Who gives a shit? I feel like that's a real reach. Like if they if they're gonna do another Black Dex, Panther movie anytime Dex, soon, these, Dex, these they'll just have a right being a billion. These movies made a billion dollars. They're gonna recast Black. They're gonna recast the child of five, six, seven times if they can keep making that kind of money. That they are absolutely setting up a recast. I promise you that. Nah. <laughs> I promise no. you. They're, they're not going to use this kid as like fucking the new. No, that's not happening. <laughs> no, I don't think it's gonna be that kid as that actor. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, no, we're not saying I'm saying that. like that's the entryway to cast whoever the up and coming new black hotness is in five years and then you have a new new black panther nah. i don't think the goal is i don't think they're, they're betting on Letitia wright to be black panther going forward i would be very surprised I, if that's what they're doing I, no they're they're not betting on fucking two saint like that's not happening <laughs> <laughs> guys come on like let's be real they're not <laughs> they're not doing that that's not happening i can't believe you don't see it again i can't Jayden believe you don't smith see it is gonna step that. in that role yes exactly like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I can't wait to. I cannot wait to clip this off because it definitely. They already have Latisha Wright. They have Lapita Nyong'o, like also incredible, and they just gave us Riri Lapita Williams. Lapita Nyong'o's like, not... forty. So, <laughs> how long do, do you not... think they're going this... to be like doing this? <laughs> how long forever in perpetuity? What are we Bro, talking? They're about? making a billion dollars per Black Panther movie. They're going to keep shoving that shit out there until it, the concept is no longer proven to be true. Lupita Young is not going to age out of this like by the time they're done with Black Panther movies. No, she'll be there, but I don't know if they're... I, I, think, I think the way... And I think this is a good space to open up this part of the conversation, which I want to handle sensitively. Um, I think you saw the limitations of Letitia Wright's character. And I understand... Or Letitia Wright as an actress. And I understand that she had 
a Herculean task that is damn near impossible to be able to step into the Chaswick Bozeman size shoes that were left there for her largely. Obviously, it's a team effort, but largely she is supposed to fill that gap. And I think you saw her limitations as an actress at times. And so she's young, obviously. So who knows if she can develop into somebody like that, in which, of course, Dex will look like a genius because she becomes a huge star. And of course, they want her to put her there. But I still think with a role that big, with movies this big, what they want is a movie star there. That's what they're, that's what they're, that's what the opening is for. You'd rather have a movie star there if this thing is supposed to drive and make the most money ever. We want to leave the spot open just in case we can draft uh, Paolo Bancaro soon. We need Paolo Bancaro to get the team to keep winning. So that's what I think. But Letitia Wright could become that massive star. I, I, I don't think I would bet on it. Well, I, I tend to disagree because this these have been since making people into movie stars into the modern form of what, what yeah. a movie star is that's like chris, chris hemsworth can... for all of his faults is a movie star like and true but not everybody in the mcu even that plays a character we would we wouldn't call all of them movie stars i don't know and, and, and i, and I don't think they all have to be to movie be stars they don't all have to be movie stars but the but if you're if the if the billion dollar thing is what you're chasing you're not going to find very many billion dollar movies that you would say there's not a movie star at the center of it. That's even true within the MCU. And they know that. And so, you know, yeah. obviously mm -hmm. this movie is going to quote, like by numbers or by definition, prove that wrong. And if they think that that can continue, then you're right. By definition, Letitia Wright is a movie star, but I don't think I would consider her a movie star at this time in her career. But I, I mean, like even Chadwick Boseman wasn't doing billion dollar movies before Black Panther. You know what That's I'm true. saying? Like, That's true. He became a star after, like, we all knew, well, not all of us, but, like, we knew who he was because he was playing iconic characters and, like, doing biopics. My man was like playing that. every iconic black character that he could But, do. yeah, he wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't even making billion-dollar movies. He was not making billion-dollar movies before he linked up with the MCU. That's true. Yeah, so I think, you know, honestly, at this point, it's the MCU, like, whoever they put in whatever role like the movie is going to make its money if people like the movie like eternals didn't make a ton of money because nobody liked that movie but you know they can put like i don't know uh what's the girl's name from miss marvel like they can put her at the center or something and people are going to watch it if they like it you know like it's doesn't I thought really white matter. people were trying to make her a movie star for a while. i guess that the momentum slowed on that but i thought y'all were about to send her into outer space no pun intended I thought Brie Larson was having that moment and she was about to be in everything. And it hasn't really played out like that. Uh, she's, not yeah. a movie, she's not technically a movie star, but she is a great actress. I think we've all forgotten that because of the discourse around who Brie Larson uh, and that character is. But uh, no, I, I go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like, you can put this CMCU, you can put whoever you want in there, like, to be honest. And they're gonna make their money back because it's the new MCU movie. Like we're gonna go watch it. It is criminal yeah. that we live in a world where more people, a lot more people, went to go see that piece of crap Zoe Zhao, Chloe Zhao MCU movie than they went to see Tar. That <laughs> hurts my feelings oh, because God. one of those movies is incredible, and one of them is an absolute <laughs> snooze fest, and that is just saddening. When you put That's it like so that, oh boy. <laughs> There's real cinema out oh, here, y'all. That's all we're saying. There's real cinema out here, bros. Chloe Zhao's gonna have more Oscars than Tar. Book it. 
Bro, you are hurting uh, my feelings. Because you're, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Think that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I think Chloe Zhao has two Oscars because she won Best Director and Best Picture. Tar's going to win two Oscars. Tar's going to win. Some yeah, Tar's going to win. At, are we sure? Are we I sure? 1,000%. I am sure. so sure, bro. I am so sure. I have it's, I have never been more sure to get about best, It's guaranteed to get best actress. We know we're literally we literally sure? have one in the pocket already. We already we have sure? one in the pocket. That's that's a layup, bro. That is we a were layup. One thousand percent certain that Power of the Dog, that shit movie, was going to win eighteen Oscars. See, but no, we Power of the Dog is bad. That's yeah, like the distinction. <laughs> that's a big change. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, Power of the Dog is not good, and Tar is really really fucking good. So you know. Big, big difference there. Any other uh, conversations we want to have surrounding surrounding we Black Panther? We have to talk about, since we're in spoiler territory, Michael B. Jordan coming oh, down I, from the back. rafters. He's back. Holy shit. Good for I him. was not ready. Like, I, I was totally unprepared for that shit. I, did I you not predict? Did you not think like going into... Going into the movie, did you think that that was a possibility? Because I thought I had always always thinking he's gonna pop up at some point. I was very shocked when it happened, but I was the, in the back of my brain. I was like, I don't know, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I figured this is a cool. Was not thinking about him. He's just gonna at pull all. up. Wow. Like, was not thinking about him at all in any way. Like I didn't rule it out as a possibility. I didn't like assume it was a possibility. I just didn't even think about it. I, and then he showed up on the screen, and I was like, Yo. <laughs> It was an interesting write-in to write him in. I really and, like it. Made decision. sense. It, it really made, so made sense. sense. Like because the whole time, Shuri is like, you know, her faith is being tested. Like she doesn't really believe in like all that ancestor, like spiritual yep. magic, faith, religion, shit. Yeah, she's all in on the science the whole time. And then you know he pops up in the ancestral plane. It's like you didn't even believe this was real, did you? It's like, oh. Like <laughs> Killmonger getting off bars from beyond the grave. Look at you. I, I thought that was such a smart setup to set it up. Obviously, we have you get I watched Black Panther One right before I went to the movie theater the day before. You get three ancestral plane visits in the first Black Panther movie. And all three of them, the character has questions and they have doubts. And they go there and they have a conversation with someone who's important in their life. And they come away feeling less doubtful. They feel they have a path forward. They have, they have a, they have a, a they're more resolute in their mission now, right? Shuri, at the time where she's about to go in, doesn't really want to be Black Panther, but she realizes that to, in order to to kill my ops and get my get back, I have to become the Black Panther. She's yep. fueled by revenge. I'm not really necessarily thinking about what's best for Wakanda. I just need to get it back in blood because I'm tired of all the losses I'm experiencing in a short amount of time. She goes in there. It is him. She does not see her father. She does not see her brother, which obviously we knew why we didn't see her brother in the movie. Thank but like, God. Again, she, we could have had a grandma thinking, talking she, thing. She obviously wants to see her brother or mother or her father even who died in the first movie. She's experienced a whole lot of loss. She wants to see somebody close to her. And instead she sees Killmonger and she leaves this place, this ancestral plane with these powers, but she's angry. She doesn't feel more resonant. She doesn't feel like she has her answer. She's saying, why didn't I see the people I want to see? She's completely lost. And so putting her in that mental space justifies whatever she was about to do, which was really going to be destroy Wakanda if she kept the war going and didn't try to alleviate the conflict. They were all, Wakanda was going to be done. 
like it was it was over. Like Wakanda was about to get cooked. Like Wakanda if it really was, came down to it. That invasion of Wakanda that showed you right there. Oh, they they are they are fucked if this really goes down. That was only a little piece. He gave them a little piece of an invasion and said, "I'll be back next week." Like he could have destroyed Wakanda. I'll right be then, back right for there. the rest next week. Yeah, like, like I'm not I just killed about your queen. Like. I'm back. He's, for the tell, he's nice telling you what play he's running. He's like, you're the fucking queen now. I, I let you know what play I'm running. I'm going to come back and run the same exact play. And you're still not going to be able to stop it. So get your shit together in a week. I'll give you a week <laughs> to go into practice and practice against this flea flicker all week. And you're going to come birds. back on the field and I'm running it again and I'm scoring again. Like he had no, it was Wakanda was fucked and she was so fueled by her own want for get back and revenge that she was literally going to lead her country into ruins. And so in order to get her to do something that is that crazy and that ill, that ill thought out, you have to put her in a space where I just saw a fucking killmonger as my person who was supposed to give me this guidance. My brother told me he saw my dad down there and my dad let him know that he was ready to be king. And that's how he started his job. I started my job as the Black Panther by my ops telling me that I deserve to be mad and I should just kill the whole world. Like I, that was my counsel. So I just thought it was a really good way to set up what she had to go do. And Michael B. Jordan, like, you know, he it's his he's best not role. like the greatest actor. It's his best but, role. Yeah, he fucking killed it again. <laughs> <laughs> whatever like, I love whatever it is movie. that Ryan Coogler be saying to him, like on set, it be working every single time. Like, <laughs> Ryan Coogler gets the best shit out of Michael B. Jordan that we have ever seen. Yeah. Uh this is third time with him? No, fourth. Fourth time with, with him. No, fifth. They made two Creed movies. They made... Kugler didn't direct that that second Creed movie. No, he directed the second one. He's not directing the third one. He I didn't thought. direct the second one. I promise oh, you. Oh, okay. So they did one Creed movie, one Black Panther movie, um, the San Francisco Bay movie. Fran, uh, Fruitvale Station, yeah. Okay, maybe it was four. I guess I forgot he didn't No, someone like... Movie. Someone who had directed a bunch of um, like music videos or something did the second Creed movie, but Kugler produced it. Is is the same guy who did Creed two doing Creed three, or did they get somebody? No, uh, Michael B. Jordan is doing Creed. 3. Oh, that's right, that's right. Uh, a movie which I am also excited for. Yeah, uh, because of the two largest men we've ever seen on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Donald! Bumping me because. <laughs> Because of a future MCU uh, MCU villain, Jonathan Majors looks insane. <laughs> Guys, I saw three Jonathan Majors trailers before my showtime. There were it's three. It's his time, man. Yeah. Three trailers before the biggest movie of you, the year. That listen, kid, he, it's his time. You listen to um to the to the best actors under thirty five. Did you listen to that podcast? No, I didn't no. hear it yet. I haven't. So they him ranked him like seventh or something like that, only because it is so close to happening and hasn't happened quite yet for Jonathan Majors. It's about to happen. He's like been in stars and stuff, but it's just like he's about to be in an MCU movie. He's about to be the lead of a war movie. He's about to be the lead of a boxing movie. Like Jesus, like. Yeah, I mean, R.I.P. Lovecraft Country, but like we're we're on to better things now. We're like he went so crazy. Love you, and miss you. But... He went so crazy in Loki. He did such in one episode that I was like, oh, this kid's about to be. He is really him. All he did was talk for an hour in an episode of a TV show, and I was like, oh, he's about to go crazy, bro. It's over for everybody. 
He's about to kill yeah. everyone. Everyone's going to die in the MCU. Um, I don't have anything else to say about Wakanda forever. Um, we got to talk about the the introduction of Namor. That scene, one of like the best MCU scenes we've seen in a long time, in my opinion. Like when they're out, out on the rig, and like the uh, what are they called? Ta- the people from Talakan. Talakan. Yeah, they pull up and kill everybody on this fucking boat that's out here mining for uh, vibranium, like. That shit turned into a horror movie real quick. I was like, I was enthralled. That shit was incredible. They pull up singing siren songs and these motherfuckers like jumping off this damn boat to their death. They're snatching people up out the ocean. Like they just show you the cable is like broken now. The guy is gone. You have no idea what the fuck just happened to him. Like down there. The chick is screaming like underneath the ocean. And then they like these two random people fly off in a helicopter and Namor snatches them bitches out the air. Like, that shit was <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> like, Water is scary, man. That's my whole thing. The ocean is scary. Facts. Yeah, that's why I don't be in that shit. No, thank you. <laughs> um, Disney obsessed with water because uh, that Avatar movie, I guess, is coming out eventually. Guys. Like, yeah, next month. Can we all promise each other that we're not going to cover that movie on this podcast? Brother, we are going to be in there day one covering that no, shit. No, bro. Please don't do this to me. Look, I have to write write the review. For, I have to write the review. People are going to be looking for it. So I have to write it. It has to get done. We guys, are going to do it on this podcast. One of the funnier episodes we ever done on this podcast was our re, uh, rewatch of, of the original yeah. Avatar. The uh, okayest movie of all time. Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm gonna go out on limb and say that shit stinks. <laughs> it's awful, bro. And we can all, as a people, just commit to not watching this midfest. We just cannot because do that. people think it looks cool. We could all, <laughs> as a people, literally promise Next each other. And I will be on we here. So that. we hope to why, see you on here. Why? Why? These movies are so bad. I hate that movie so much. I have I'm <laughs> resentful towards it. I hate it so much. Uh, I, I have I have to I have to go see it. Like, the way of water. Does anybody know what that movie is about, other than water? Colonialism. Those are the most. Well, yeah, it's always about colonialism, but like, <laughs> family. every movie is about colonialism. Family. We just take it down to a, a microscopic level. Yeah, it's about family and colonialism. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Anything else? I'm ready for a drama. I'm ready for negativity. Let's all do right. this. Wakanda forever. Dex is doing the thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, not uh, way to bring back the thing. The the cast is doing the thing. How can you not? Yeah, we gotta we gotta throw up the little Wakanda X. We gotta hit the shoulders. You know. What I'm also, saying? I haven't like, been doing uh, no Wakanda Xs. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that again. I'm not. Also, I've, I've, I've been doing it. No, I've not been doing it. <laughs> Also, Lapita Nyong'o and Tino Huerta were dancing on stage in Mexico City, and it was the best thing that I've ever seen. Thank you, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o. We love you on this podcast. We uh, we love you. I know that it's you great to see her. No, it's really great to see her back on like I it, back on the big screen. Like I know she'd been in a in a couple of things, but it was like her first like major thing since us. So like, I Which think she it, was it, incredible it, in. Oh, I love you, Lupita. I love you. But she's she's hadn't been in that many projects, and of course the pandemic like threw things off. But she was in the three five five, and I say this to the first major role. She was in the three five five. No one saw that. No, Dex one, saw no, it. 
No, I didn't even oh. see it. Dex oh, did okay. not see it. Nobody saw it. So that was the last. She was she was in a <laughs> was five. Was that a January release? Like yeah, they put a January that... release in twenty twenty two. Yeah, farted that Nobody into the ether. They, they really really did. They really did. <laughs> like here, sure, okay. Um, coming up, we are going to do our uh, top. 10 movies uh yes. redraft and i think we'll probably do this one more time let's argue uh, let's argue in january i'm sure but let's do that here i'm gonna take a quick break and i will be right back Bet. tease how do you want to do this do you want to start at one or you want to start at 10 we start at 10 okay We're getting ambulance the fuck out of here, bro. Like I'm You gotta stop this. You gotta stop this right now, bro. There's no why way that you... why do you have you why do you have this hate in your heart for real cinema, bro? Why do you not appreciate real <laughs> that cinema? Movie stinks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. That movie That's real cinema. Stinks. I... I honestly don't even remember that much about it other than Jake Gyllenhaal yelling a lot and there being like drone shots of buildings for no reason. Like, the, the reason was because we could and because we should. Oh my God. Like, oh, y'all got a drone? Oh, y'all rented it for the day. All right, well, let's get some more shots. <laughs> All right, let's just do some more of those shots. Yeah. If we got it, we might as well shoot it. <laughs> yeah. You just went up the side of a building, do it again, and then come up upside down. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that movie again. I fucking love oh, it. But that God. Michael Bay is a goddamn king. <laughs> uh shout out to whatever that woman's name was in that movie. She uh I forgot that woman's name, but I, super gorgeous. Yeah, don't remember, but <laughs> all right, I, I got our old list. We should probably no. We should start from the top. It only made, it makes more sense to start from the top. All right, yeah, let's do that. Okay, tell me when you're recording, Royden. Uh, we we've are we still been recording. Okay, all right. So did Nash, I leave? Did I leave? Uh, did yeah, I? Yeah, you left like, and came back. You left. And oh, came I back. dropped. Okay, okay. Uh, um, sorry. No, no worries. So last our list. Uh, Last time we did this, which was what in June, our list was as follows: At ten, we had the uh, massive talent, the Nicolas Cage movie. At nine, we had Ambulance, which was real cinema. At <laughs> eight, we had X, uh, the horror movie. At seven, we had Fresh. At six, we had Turning Red. And then our Ooh. top five were Multiverse of Madness at five. Wow, uh, mm. The Northman at four. The Batman at three, Top Gun Maverick at two, and everything everywhere all at once at one. That's what we did in June. So now we got to come up with it again in November and then probably again at the end of the year. So our end of the year list will probably look a lot like our list does now, but there is some real cinema coming out in the next month. So we'll see. Yeah, There's about five movies coming out there like we definitely need to evaluate. Because we got to knock off a few of these movies here because there's been okay. some uh, movies released. So let's start at the top. We should start at the... It makes more sense to start at the top so we know what we're going to kick Y'all off. Y'all aren't going to like my answer. What the hell are you about to say? You're going to... Everything, wait. everywhere, all at once. I don't hate that answer. That's what we yeah, were That's before. what we had the first time. Yeah. I know, <laughs> but like y'all are big big tar tar heads on here. Hey, listen, brothers. I don't want to... You know, We love the movie Tar. I know Tar heads might have a different connotation in some spaces, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes, you are right. I'm going to be... I am Tar Hive. I am Team Tar. 
That is my favorite movie of the year thus far. So I would supplant everywhere, everything, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is crazy because I did not think I would see a better movie this year. Same. So Tar is a better movie, and I got to have it number one. Yeah, Roy, and you're outvoted. We're going okay. Tar that's, number that's one. <laughs> I, yeah, do, I, don't, I don't hate your answer. Well, I don't hate but... your answer. You, your answer is still my number two, so like I don't hate it. Yeah, I still Tar, have to right, buy yeah. everything, everywhere, all at once on DVD. Like that's how much I, I don't know if I'm going to buy Tar on DVD. <laughs> I don't I know. Already I'm bought everything out. everywhere all at once, and I'm gonna buy Tar as well. Tar is coming <laughs> home with me, brother. I can tell you that right now, brother. Tony's at Amazon leak. You bring it in. You bring it in dates being like, we gotta watch Lydia Tar do work. No, it, yeah, if if time. I bring if I'm on a date and I put on Tar and the woman is into the movie, then she is the one. Like she is, <laughs> that, is a great time. that is taste, brother. That is taste right there. That is cinema. So yeah, Tar is number one. We're going everything everywhere all at once at number two. Yeah, that's fine. Number three, are we sticking with Top Gun Maverick? Top Gun Maverick. I like that is like one C for me, to be completely honest. Dude, that movie (laughs) fucking rules. That's number one easily. It's fucking awesome. Like almost every other year. (laughs) I can't believe we got that number three, and I think that our rating is right, but that movie is fucking that movie fucking bangs. It's literally any other year of the past, like five, maybe 10 years. That movie is easily number one for me. (laughs) And I give us credit because when that movie dropped and we did our review, we literally told y'all in that podcast, real cinema hours are back. We have that at number three right now. You just, you see that cinema hours have returned brothers. We are back. We told y'all Tom Cruise saved cinema and then Michelle Yell saved it again. And then Kate Blanchett saved it again. (laughs) (laughs) We are so back. It's uh, the big movie boy agenda is going great. On this <laughs> tell you that much. Um, number four, we I had the we Batman to make a right here. after Top Gun Maverick last time. Yeah, I think we got to ah, move that down. Yeah, I, probably. I only, I Batman rules though. Spot. I I want to say upon a rewatch of both films, I think that we should have the Northman above the Batman, even though everybody saw the Batman and nobody saw the Northman. I think we should put the Norman yeah. above the Batman. Fuck I'm yeah. with that. I'm so down. I, we're pretty much in lockstep here, which is good, like this means this bottom five is gonna <laughs> bottom six is gonna. It's about to get ugly. <laughs> okay, so that means we have the Northman now at number four, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Batman, the Batman at, at number, number five. five. Are we comfortable with the Batman staying at five? I think. I Are think we I'm with that. for now? We'll and we'll get back to y'all it. Y'all might have seen something that you're gonna uh, put above the Batman, but I have we'll get back to it. We all but, loved a movie on this podcast that we reviewed. I haven't gone backwards on the movie. I'm just saying, have y'all seen anything no. that would supplant it? Barbarian. I, yep, I was about to say Barbarian would probably be above the Batman for me right now. I that might go be recency and... bias a little bit, but the Batman was so good though. I'm going. I'm going to be with Roy. Now. I'm. A, I, I think the Batman is better than Barbarian. I got to go with Roy on this one. Barbarian yeah. for me, it was like something I've never seen before. Like I've never been on the edge of my seat like that and not knowing where the fuck a movie is going. The Batman, you know where it's going, mo- all, almost the entire time. The There's time. a couple surprises in there, but like I, I would have Barbarian over the Batman and. Honestly, I might have Barbarian over the Northman at this point, but you y'all like Barbarian more than me. I like Barbarian, but not that. I, I, I fucking love put Barbarian. <laughs> yeah, you get Barbarian like an A plus, right? Uh, 
Yeah, I think I ended up there. I think initially I gave it less. That's than just that. a sign that Dex and needs to watch a lot more fucking horror that movies, which I've been telling him. I've been telling him this. Horror yeah. movies are real. You cinema, would be. Brother. I think you'd be like a horror movie guy. Like if you really yes, gave you it a would. chance. You'd be like the Maybe. themes of Nosferatu, or like. <laughs> I will go see that when it comes out. the The new Robert Eggers one. Wait, yeah, with Bill with with Skarsgård. Yeah, fucking not Harry Styles. Thank God. I cannot fucking wait, Eggers. You real cinema hours. Please go see the Northwind, y'all. We know y'all haven't seen it. We know we're the only three people who have seen this film, but that shit bangs, and you will have a great time. I also bought that one on DVD. <laughs> oh, did you really? Uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna end up with all six of the movies that we've named so far on DVD. By the I time might too. this is all over, I might, we, we we our list not to be not to be so, snobby, but our list fucking slept so far. And that shit is fire. I, I would all these I would go I would go the Batman five barbarian six yeah that's what we have right now okay so yeah because i i I got it with barbarian being six i'm fine with that that's that's fine with me and and these are all movies that at this point a lot of people have actually seen except for tar which is disappointing but um nobody's seen the northman oh and by the way we're going with yeah nobody saw the Northman. Yeah, R.I.P. and Pete Edgar is making a making a <laughs> blockbuster. A I'm never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a funny story on that. It was just like we want him to make a blockbuster, and there's <laughs> like and uh, just, never mind. And everybody was just like, nah. <laughs> Actually, no, thank you. You'll just go back to making honestly. It was the same seven their people fucking who lost. saw the lighthouse it's in theaters. Their fucking the loss, guys. <laughs> That's true. It was literally the same seven people. Like, oh, I'm gonna mosey into this movie again, and nobody else saw it. It's- I don't know. I had a pretty. I remember having a pretty pack theater to go see that and thinking oh this is, and then it made like 30 million dollars <laughs> and they're like what? i feel like my theater my theater was also packed and i was like this movie's gonna do well and then it was like no nobody saw it and it was like mm-hmm. but i just saw a whole room of people that had the time of their fucking lives it's not even just like they were just in there watching the movie the whole movie theater was having a blast the whole time right. i was watching this movie. it's impossible not to bro like they're up there doing the fucking wolf <laughs> hype song and shit you're like oh like i'm in it i'm ready let's fight <laughs> so at seven uh by the way we're only doing movies on here that two of us have seen so if like the like only one of we had a couple of movies on on the last one that only one of us had seen so on this one like a majority of the podcast has to have seen the movie um i got one i got up at seven i got i was gonna say nope now you are no. fucking talking Yes, this Brighton, I love you so much. I literally have that written down on my list right here. This is where Nope goes. Nope's is real cinema, Ugh, brothers. I'm so glad on. we are here. All right, can I give Dex, my pick? For I need to put on. Then? And Dex, do, I, do, do I need to give Tease the hat to put on? So like, you might have you to that. give me. You might have to let me get a, a get a and one on Dex right here because I'm also going to suggest. That Nope is better than Barbarian and should be higher than Barbarian on the oh, list. Hell, hell, I don't know about that. Hell I don't know about that. no. No, nope, it's true cinema. No, it but isn't. Do I need to give you? Do I need to give Tej the hat to wear to be like my brother, a black director, directed a blockbuster in the in, in the summer? <laughs> Look, all right. I respect. I respect that. I respect that move. But I, can we? Can it was we the only little... movie to come out this summer, by the way. Nothing else came out. Y'all Nothing remember else that? needed to come out. He held the whole summer down. He saved cinema. This summer sucked. <laughs> Besides, besides Maverick, 
and nope. Summer was bad. I respect the the black representation of nope, but we need a little Native American representation up in here. Mm. And oh Prey shit! Should oh, be number shit. seven. Oh, no. Prey is an incredible fucking movie. I would put that shit over nope. Um, no, it's not a better movie than nope. It is but not a better I movie than nope. But I like that it's on the list. I agree. I totally agree. Okay, well, that shit okay, is big I'm fire. Using- I'm using Praise a veto, Tej. If you'll handshake with me, we're using handshake. a veto. Handshake. Nope is at seven. Fine. But okay, he... we can put Prey at eight, though, because Prey, Prey is real eight. cinema. Bro, that shit is fire. <laughs> All right, Let's so see. we got two spots left, y'all. All right, so... The Woman King is nine. Oh, fuck. The Woman King probably has to go above at, at eight. I think the Woman King has to go at eight. And What did I just put at eight? Prey. We put Prey at eight. I think that the Woman King has to be above Prey. It's a better movie than Prey. It's a better movie than Nope, too. By the way, no, it isn't. No, it is it not. Absolutely is. That is big. That's not facts. I nope like is not good. Nope is dope, bro. <laughs> you know what's funny is that they are not pushing like in any other year, like in the past twenty years, the Woman King would have been pushed for Oscars, and they just like really aren't trying. Yep. They started out a little bit like when the reviews first dropped in at like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Everyone was like, oh, maybe. And then we just I, haven't talked about it since. I thought it was a layup Oscar movie, and it seems like it's literally fallen out of the conversation already. I it's thought it was because, a layup Oscar movie. They really have not been pushing it. That's because Best Actress is stacked this year. Like <laughs> That's true. Like, right, but they could have given Best Supporting Actress from one of those. But, but, you know, then again, there's like that women talking movie that's coming out. That's going to have like 18 actors. That's that every actress in Hollywood is in that movie. So hey, that shit looks like big fire. I'm, 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 uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then we got, uh, who is it? Michelle Young from, uh, the Fablemans. Like we, we got a stacked, like best actress year this year after a pretty lackluster one last year, fucking Jessica Chastain won last year for a movie. Nobody saw. And the people who yeah. did see it didn't like it. <laughs> Very nasty. And I like that. This here is completely different. But y'all are saying Woman King at eight and Prey at nine? Yes, I think that feels right, which means we only have one movie left. Okay, so we have movies that we reviewed on this podcast Uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Mm. No. Uh, Let's see. Bullet Train. Eh. Uh, Not top 10. Nah. Uh,. Let's see. Don't worry, darling, guys. Don't do that. Please skip the next movie. Please stop. What about uh, Black top. Adam? Please stop. Black Adam is this. definitely a top 75 film of this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know when they go down the rankings on the college football rankings and they just keep going? And you're like, stop. Why do you keep going? Um, the Redeem Team. That, that no, was dope. Not, you know what I want to nominate? Not, no, that's different. Yeah, it's not top 10. You know what I want to nominate? You know what I want to nominate, so go ahead and get your bars off. Hustle. Nah. I want to no. nominate Hustle. Yes. Hustle is good, but no. Come nah. on. Not top 10. Give Adam Sandler his flowers. He got his flowers. He literally just gave us Uncut Gems. That was his flowers here. That you wax poetic for a, about a 15-minute training montage you win as True. long as the training it was montage a, it on was this a, podcast it was a great film for what it was but i wouldn't give it top 10 status i would i've had a great time watching it. i would uh, you want to put ambulance not, let's do it's ambulance. not it's no not we're better not than my choice 
Ambulance number 10 <laughs> movie of the year. That shit is fire. <laughs> it's amazing. No, bro. Fucking no. <laughs> Ambulance. I listened V-toed. to I, I V-toed. Okay, you got your veto. I have been I so listening to that this episode. Entire podcast. We are not fucking. <laughs> That's no. what's not to like. It gave us you everything. It gave you drone shots and Jake Gyllenhaal. And that's he saved it. cinema, and nobody saw it. Nobody watched it. But Unbelievable. A couple of movies that we had in the top 10 at the beginning of the year that are not on the list so far. Multiverse of Madness, Turning Red, Fresh, X, Ambulance, and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So none of those movies belong on this list. Other I would than put Turning Red on there. I really like Turning Red. I really like Turning Red too. Um, I also really like Multiversal Madness. I know a lot of people are down on it, but me, I enjoyed the fuck out of that movie. Um, See, I'm more of a Love and Thunder truther. I'm becoming a Love and Thunder truther. I've realized that about myself. I wouldn't put it at number ten. Phase four think, was just good. Like, I, I think Phase four was objectively phase good, was and good. I good. Like, that's I think I've landed on. I'm down on both those movies, so y'all would have to hash that out. What about Jurassic World Dominion? Stop, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> Another top 75 movie of the year. <laughs> did, did that come out in 2022 or was that? It yes, did. it did. We reviewed it on this podcast. Oh, okay. And felt... properly shit on it on this that podcast. That feels so long ago. <laughs> well, it kind of was. It was in July. That shit stinks. Number did um, Okay. So okay, it sounds like y'all we had Elvis as well too, which I actually that's kind of enjoyed. Bad. That's why I, kind I of will enjoyed. block. No, I will. You you will not defame Michael Bay's name on this podcast in the manner of putting the Elvis movie here when his movie exists and is in the world. There's no way. <laughs> okay, I, have I can. To veto I can res- that. I respect that. I can respect that. That's fine. That's fine. Um. Next, uh, you have seen more movies than us. Banshees of Inisherin isn't going to make it on here for you. No, um, Vengeance would make it on here for me if it was just a uh, me thing. I still haven't but seen. I don't it. think I'll have seen that. Yeah. Wait, Vengeance? That's the one yeah. with the the BJ Novak one. Mm-hmm. Oh right, I that was what I meant to see it. And me too. Then, I think it's streaming uh, somewhere now, but didn't. I don't remember where. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch that. I want to go see that. Of course, y'all saw Mass Talent, things. like one of the only comedies of the year. I wouldn't Probably. have it on the t- ten list this late in the year, but I did enjoy it. Y'all we may gotta have find to... a movie that we agree on for the movie number ten. Oh man! As long as it's not Elvis, I can live with it. Nah, it's not gonna be Elvis. Elvis, a movie that going back on it shocked me how much I actually enjoyed it because I hate Baz Luhrmann. I think he's the worst, and I want <laughs> went in that movie wanting to, wanting to hate that movie, and I just was like, I can't hate it. I can't. You spent six months telling me that movie was going to be fucking. It awful. was supposed to. <laughs> He was supposed to be butt. It was supposed to be cheeks. It was actually cheeks. That's what I understand. Like from the first trailer, Royden was like, that movie's going to stink. That movie's going to be ass. It looked like it was going to be booty cheeks. And it just wasn't. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how to deal with it. That shit was booty cheeks, bros. That's actually, that shit was actually booty cheeks. Like, come on. That shit looked like ass and a hat how they marketed that movie. And I went in there and I sat there with my Moody Theater popcorn. And for three hours, I was like, my bad. I was just like, 
women right. were passing out as Elvis was just vibrating from left to right, bro. Like incredible cinema. <laughs> <laughs> What are we gonna do here? I wanna. I I love turning red, man. I'm so serious. I, I'm well, turning that. red was on the original list. I'm fine with putting turning red there. Okay, yeah, let's do that. An- turning animation red representation. Facts. I'm fine putting turning red there. That we contain like multitudes. We love turning red. <laughs> what like else is coming out from Disney this year? Is it the Jake that Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Yeah. uh What's it called? Something Strange Strange Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, the the Lightyear flick came out and flopped, which is a disappointment. But wasn't bad. bad. Y'all both saw it? Yeah, Yeah. I saw it. Uh, Wasn't bad. Wasn't great. I need to watch it just because, I mean, I love Toy Story. But, like, yeah, that... They came out and uh, Republicans had a fit that a gay character was on a screen. So yeah, re- Republicans flopped. won that round. They- yeah, <laughs> they really did. It was it was kind of unprecedented. Unprecedented, <laughs> unprecedented knockout in the late rounds by by Republicans. Oh my! Hey, God. That's why they thought it was about to be a red wave. They were like, "If we got light year out of here, we can do anything. <laughs> we can do anything." <laughs> And then they fucking flopped in the midterm. But... <laughs> That's so stupid. Can you imagine somebody put like, Herschel Walker on this campaign trail? We got Lightyear out of here. <laughs> we can do anything. We can do anything. It's our time, bros. We beat Disney. <laughs> I really like that Lightyear movie. Woody was great. <laughs> Wait, what? But uh, yeah. Uh, so read re- re- the list. One more time. Yeah. We got Tar at number one. Everything Everywhere All at Once at number two, which is kind of a stunning upset because that like instantly became one of my top five it, favorite movies of all might, time. But, yes, yeah, I cannot absolutely. believe that I put a movie above it. I can't. I, I cannot believe I, that. But I, I had to do it. Like, hey, Blanchett no did that. Let the no record choice. show I did not. I had no <laughs> choice. Top Gun Maverick at number three. Again, insane. Because uh, it's insane. Insane. <laughs> Greatest action movies of all time, and it's number I three. I thought that was gonna be number one when that shit dropped. I thought that was a guaranteed layup, number one movie. The Northman at number four, the Batman at number five, Barbarian at six, Nope at seven, Woman King at eight, Prey at nine, Turning Red at ten. That's a dope ass list, man. I'm into that list. I'm proud of that list. I like That's that. I'm ready list. to. I'm ready to be heard. I'm ready to put I'm more ready dramas to on that list. Whenever we get to it, if the Fablements cracks this list, this is like the best year for movies that I can remember. Honestly, like, so I mean, yeah. There's a couple more animated movies. Like, granted, we haven't seen everything. Not even close. But these are yeah, all there's the some stuff on here that like, no, Dexter's we, seen everything. So our list is representative well, of literally everything. Dexter's we have seen, seen everything. most of the major, seen and covered most of the major releases outside of some of the horror movies that it came out. Like we didn't see Smile, uh, and I will not. I will not be watching. I will Smile. not. No. Nope. No. Thank you. Smile is big fire. We have seen Smile because you I have, have seen, seen Smile. Smile, and it is incredible. But y'all won't watch it, and it's better than Barbarian, no, by the way. I am a coward. Because no, like, like the meme, I'm pussy. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah. It is All incredible right, cinema, and y'all should watch it. I will have to take your word for it, Which my is friend. shocking. That movie looked like shit. In it did look like total fire. shit. Shit, and yeah. then people watched them and they were like, oh, this is actually good. Like, like 80% no on Rotten Tomato, Tomatoes were like, what the hell? And Another movie that I think there's no way possible that it's good, The Menu. 
is apparently awesome. No, like, that and, shit oh, looks knew, fire from the trailer. I it knew that fire. shit was fire from the trailer. That what shit is, looks terrible. Anya Taylor Joy picking bad projects. Where? Anya <laughs> Taylor Joy looked like she That's was having. Facts. She was about to drop twenty five in that movie. She was about to get from a quick twenty five. That trailer looks great. I, I'm in I got I got my sure. tickets for next week. I'm in there. They got like they got Anya Taylor Joy on her one week off, and they like <laughs> let's go film this movie. <laughs> They got her in between film filming Roger uh, Robert Eggers projects. <laughs> Facts. I cannot believe so she that was might in a Robert Eggers list. film. That's just so crazy that she was. Fablemans in. might crack this list if it lives up to the hype. Women talking, eh, we'll see. I still have to see the Banshees of Inner and I don't trust your review because, sorry, I have to go back and like sorry, look at other it. people's reviews because I'm sure I missed something. I must have because it it's felt like ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Or it felt like, like it just. Like I got to the end and I was like, well, "What's the point of that? Like, why did we do any of that? Like, there was thus like is, a thus is that guy's movies though." Yeah, I was like, "What was like? Did I did I miss some kind of subtext or something? Like, what the fuck?" Like, I haven't. So seen I have that. to read other people's reviews and figure out what was going on. But like, you know, the performances were really good, and like, I was into the story, and it was just over, and I was like, "Oh, all right." Like, <laughs> uh, the big uh, leave off here is the uh, redeem team. Uh yeah, I mean, yeah. Also receiving votes. Shout out, but yeah, there you go. Also, Oscar's going to nominate that just to get the just to get the people to watch. Like if LeBron at the Oscars, RIP to ambulance. Uh, I'm sorry that we failed you. We couldn't uh, do it, but it was we couldn't do it. Amazing cinema. Hey, we used our veto. I used my veto too early, Tej. I'm sorry. I used mine on Elvis, and I had to get that out of here. So I still feel good about it. I had to get that out. I came right. into this pod, for those of you who don't know, I came into this pod literally like two hours ago being like, we're not we're not doing ambulance on this list. It's not happening. <laughs> we're getting that shit the fuck out of here. I let them I let them put it on there last time over protest, but not a second time. No, no. Uh, Dex well, was I threatening to leave this podcast. He's like, I'll protest this podcast. I will here. boycott this podcast. Yeah. I swear to God. I uh, pizza yeah. ambulance. It was a good time. It was a good time to know you. Anyway, uh, thank you to uh, Dex and Tej. You can follow us at less humble, un- less underscore humble Tej at Lord Dex Hinton at Royden Ogletree. Go follow us at One Take Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and the like. YouTube is the big one. Please go like and subscribe on YouTube. You can see these episodes as they air. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, then you will get the notification when we go live and talk about these movies way late at night, but we really appreciate it. Go download rate and subscribe on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Go leave us a review on Spotify. We really appreciate it. Just up that rating just a little bit. I know there's more of you that listen to us on Spotify than have given us ratings. I know you're out there. We know we've seen the numbers and yeah, T just dropped. So, uh, rate us. <laughs> five stars we really appreciate it go find Tej at uh the slander you podcast as well as underhooks podcast both of those sports doing numbers this weekend uh dex what have you written and where have you been uh yeah i just wrote the wakanda forever review earlier today so go read that and follow us you.com uh i did I've been doing a lot of shit for Screen Rant. What did I just do? Oh, I wrote about Harry Styles and uh, oh, no. his MCU oh, no. role. 
but I actually came down on his side. His movies are very bad, but like it's the MCU, so they don't care about how bad your other movies are. So he'll be back and he'll be fine. Yeah. Um, that's the article I wrote on that one. Also wrote about John Wick and Ballerina, that spinoff movie that they're doing with Ana de Armas, which is going to fucking own. Holy yep. shit. Ana de Armas is her. Like, Ana de Armas is, yep, the... She's the like action movie star actress right now. Like it's her and all the MCU women, but like that's it. So I'm hyped for that shit. But yeah, check me out, Lord Nixon. I'll tweet all my articles out over there. So, you know, go find it. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me uh, doing the big one too, talking about Big 12 football also uh, on 365 Sports on YouTube. Thank you so much for liking, downloading, and subscribing. Vex, what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh, baby. It's going to be the only good part of the Thunderbolts movie. Julie, Julie Dreyfus, not it. That is a... What are we talking about? In in the MCU, not in general. To be clear. Unbelievable. Her Unbelievable. MCU character stinks, bro. Unbelievable way to end this podcast. We're out. <laughs> Just two hours to get there, babe. I can make it back about an hour or so. Hold you close and kiss my skin. Be a little warm, not so cold. Singing songs you used to sing. Pulling about the lady in the long black veil. Should have seen. Socks on the Jersey Giants.